This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. The Food and Agriculture Organization, so FAO, food security definitions, when all people at all times have physical and economic access to sufficient, safe and nutritious food to meet their dietary needs and food preferences for an active and healthy life. Now, the pandemic showcased how many in Malaysia alone were affected uh, during the pandemic. And of course, addressing this need in Sarawak and hopefully the world is AirGrow. And I'm here with its co-founder, Kenneth Chai. Good morning, Kenneth. Good morning, pleasure to be here. All the way from Sarawak, welcome. So what you're doing right now is around technology, I know, but you're a petroleum engineer, right? So how did this happen? I'm sure it's a longer story than this, yeah. but tell me. So um, in 2010, I think, um, when I just graduated, um, I was a petroleum engineer with Shambhuji. So I've been around in China, in the US. So... Like I like I spoke to you just now, it's all about doing um, how to control fluids, whether it's gas, oil, or water. Mm. And after that, um, when I quit my job in 2016, I went to uh, Bangkok and started a company that makes modular and hand-powered espresso machines. So think about making espresso while you're in the desert without, okay. without electricity. And then um, when I moved back, we realized that a lot of things that we have learned, my team has learned, mm. is very applicable, especially during the pandemic, to grow food. Because um, in agriculture, it's all about irrigation as well on a different scale. So we applied the things that we have learned and we started Agro. And we dead serious of growing food out of air, mm. out of electricity. Okay, now before we get that, you got me a coffee. Yeah. How did that transition happen in terms of uh, you doing coffee machines? Um, so I was always in the desert and in China, nobody drinks coffee. Nobody drinks actual coffee. They drink three-in-ones. Yeah, those kind of coffee, the powdered like, right. three-in-ones. Yeah. So um, I was with the, most of us are expats. So we mm. wanted, you know, espressos. The Americans want the Americano and everything. So I made a huge bulky machine that we can pump high-pressured hot water through a coffee bean that we grind. The whole machine is there. So they said, you should make this and sell this. So I actually quit my job and went to Thailand and manufactured it. So we put on Kickstarter and everything. Mm. didn't work. It's too expensive. Mm. At the end of the day, people just buy an espresso machine at home and subscribe to capsules. Okay. So in the end, it's that technology that yeah, you're using now to grow yeah. a vegetable. So, okay, explain again. I know you brought it up, but explain again how does your technology work? Oh, okay, so we have a system that we harvest um, moisture from the air. So mm. if you're in Malaysia, especially in Sarawak, humidity is almost always 95% of mm-hmm. the world. So there's a lot of water. Mm. We do this all the time. We try to get away all this water. Our air conditioner, mm. scrape all this moisture and throw it into the drain. Mm-hmm. So there's a pipe. That so it works similarly, but we take the water, we mm. put them into um, a tank, a sterile tank. Mm. And after that, um, we need nutrients. Nutrient is also available in the air. Mm. So the air is about you know, six seventy percent nitrogen, and the nature does it very uh, effect does it all the time through mm. lightning. So when the lightning strikes, it ionizes the nitrogen, the NO two, and turn them into nitrates. Okay. And that is why after having an uh, evening shower the right. next morning, you see mushrooms everywhere. 
Huh. Right? So the lightning actually um, fertilized the water. Okay. Come down as rain. So we're doing exactly the same thing. I think I showed you in Kuching, yeah, right? Yes. So we have this huge 150 kilovolt um, thunderbolt that um, run plasma through the air and add all these nutrients, macronutrients into the water. And after that, we cool down the water. We, so it's so precious right now. Like we spend right. so much energy, so much electricity to make all this nutrient-rich water, right? So instead of running through like um, hydroponic, we have to do something different. We can't just run it through, it will evaporate and everything. Right. So what we do is um, we use ultrasound, very high uh, frequency ultrasound, we turn them into cloud. So like what you saw in Kuching, so right. it's just a cloud. Why do we do cloud? So just now you, you see us <laughs> eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, right? So there's time. Same thing with food. You have to fertilize every three days, two days and everything, but we don't do that. What we do is, um, just to compare, let's say I hang your lunch on your neck, eat all the time. Okay. Constantly eating small bite by bite. So we atomize the nutrient to the exact same size that the root can absorb and we force feed them. So we put the plant inside an ICU. So by putting a cloud at the bottom, it's 100% humidity and by drying the air on top. So my plant is like right now like a straw. So imagine full humidity at the bottom, right. zero humidity on top, very dry. So right. what happens is all the moisture and nutrient being force fed. Oh, forcing them to grow at okay. an expo exponential rate. And that was your science class for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, a I bit of... I didn't bore you. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just, look, I'm just imagining. And of course, you know, there's a bit of cloud technology there. Yeah. Um, what you're doing right now, though, mm -hmm. I mean, have has anyone ever done this similar? I'm, I'm sure there's not a new discovery per se. Or do you have IP on this, this product? Uh, we are applying. Mm -hmm. We are applying. So we're not applying for IP per se. We are applying right. for industrial design. Okay. So what we are doing at a um, different scale is not something new. Mm -hmm. For example, um, harvesting moisture from the air is not new. The plasma and the lightning is not new as well. Your your mosquito zap mm -hmm. does the same thing. Okay. So, yeah. So we are putting things together. So we're applying for an industrial to design. design. I see. Yeah. Okay. So the, the idea behind that. Now, you started this in what year? Uh, during the lockdown. During uh, the lockdown, yeah. okay. So what was some of the issues that arose from food insecurity during that period? Because I'm thinking like in Sarawak, yeah. you know. We're an island. Yeah. So I realised that uh, during the pandemic, everything is either too expensive or unavailable. Okay. Because um, if you look at Sarawak as a state, right, um, we import almost all our vegetables, even from KL, Cameron mm. Highlands and everything. We, uh, at the end, and during the pandemic, the first few months was horrible. Mm. We don't have even the most basic vegetables that you're talking about right now. For example, broccoli and carrots, we don't have it. So I, uh, I sat down, talked to my team. Why are we importing stuff from Australia? Like broccolini comes from Australia and New Zealand. Like why? And why are our grapes, uh, you know, flown from um, US? It doesn't make sense. So we realized that, okay, we can grow it here. Definitely we can grow it here. But um, what are the requirements? That's where uh, agro comes in. We realized that first we have to, we have to grow totally indoor mm. because the climate is totally, totally yep. different. So essentially what we built is a climate replicator. Okay, so right now, where is this facility? Have you started growing all these temperate vegetables yet? <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, so the first prototype was mm. um, seeded by the Sarawak Digital Economy Corporation. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to them and they were like, all right, uh, here's a grant. Uh, we commissioned you to start the first prototype. It's huge. It's a cabinet. They mm. call it a salad bar. So um, the first few crop that we would grow was uh, pink lettuce from Italy. We tried to go ice plant. Didn't work. Okay. We failed. Why is that? It didn't work because um, the moment it become a seedling, uh -huh. it just died. So it needs a constant, um, very... 
it's very sensitive to certain mm. uh, aspects which we cannot do it back then right, right. now we'll try it again okay. so that was our first prototype right now we are on our fifth so um, we grow pink lettuce which, uh, we grow Swiss chards Japanese spinach they all grew very well in Kuching and to a point where uh, I start to cultivate uh, Arabica coffee which is right now at behind my house yeah, I actually paused the whole process. You know, during pandemic, we paused right. it on our social media, right? right? Yeah. So right now, I sometimes I can brew a cup of coffee from my backyard. Oh. But it takes a month. <laughs> so it's just to make a point. Right, just to make a point that it can Malaysia, be Malaysia, yes, we don't need to import all our food. Right, so that's just the, the point you try to make. Okay, now yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about your plans to expand this, whether it's B2B, B2C, or what's the idea uh, in just a moment. I'm here with Canvas Tribe from Agro. Stay tuned to Open for Business, BFM 89.9. <laughs> Brave Finance Managers, BFM 89.9. Good morning, this is Frida Liu and you're listening to Open for Business. I'm here with Kenneth Chai. Uh, from AirGrow, that's A-I-R-G-R-O. And people want to look for you. Where do they, uh, where can they get uh, more information? Um, uh, they can uh, contact us through our website okay. or through our email, Hi. hello at agro.my. Okay, so and, and so again, uh, so A-I-R-G-R-O, without the W, because people are going to start searching for that, right? Now, so when you want to do this, it's not gone to scale yet, right? No. But the idea, is it B2B? Is it B2C? Uh, currently, it's uh, we're supplying to businesses, mm-hmm. so we are talking to uh, grocer. For example, in KL, um, you have Jaya Grocer, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, my value proposition to Jaya Grocer is: um, what are the vegetables that fluctuates that imported? For example, herbs, mm-hmm. um, thyme, rosemary, whatever, or even cherry tomatoes. So I can take up one parking lot mm-hmm. and supply to you whatever volume that you need. For okay. example, you need two kilos of this, and then. All you have to do is just to go right next door, harvest it and sell it. And you have a constant supply, constant volume that you don't have to um, import or asking people to stock it up. Because when you stock, then you have wastage. When you ship, there's carbon footprint. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, what are people going to say? People are going to make comparisons, right? Correct. So would you say your technology is better or how is it different? What would the USP be? Um, we I would say we are different because uh, most of the food, if not all, are grown from uh, fossil fuel fertilizer. Our system grows um, food entirely from electricity. So in Sarawak, we can say that we are renewable because in Sarawak is seventy percent renewable um, mm. from hydro, right? So here, I'm not sure what is the percentage of coal, but as long as you have renewable energy, then you are guaranteed to have food. Yeah, okay, on a global so, scale, that's our value. Okay, so I know like some people, there, you know, uh, whether it's uh, the technology behind it, but of course there's Indo, they go through, you know, we met some people, they set up vertical farming mm-hmm. in container. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's just the, the logic behind it. But what would be best, you know, like for certain countries, if someone in Dubai, would that be something more appropriate? So, you know, solution for different kinds of needs. 
Yeah, so uh, we are totally modular. So mm. I can set one up right here in this studio. Okay. Or I can do it in a shipping container as well. Okay. Because it's modular, we stack it up. So I took one module and showed you the other day in mm-hmm. Kuching. So there's just one module mm. that can harvest about two liters of water per day. So it depends on what is the scale, what is the volume. Our clients will let us know, I want to grow how many kilos of what. Then we curate the whole system for them. And we can go vertical as well. Mm. It, there's no limit of how high we can go or how big we can go. The only consumption is just the electricity. Right. Yeah. I know that you have a subscription model that was 39 ringgit a week. We is, used to. You used to. Okay, yeah. so what, what did you discover in that process? Um, it's like a chicken and egg thing. Mm. So to make 39 ringgit economical, because in the beginning we collect interest and see how many people would do it. So mm. it's only up to 100 people in a small community. So. Right. 100 is not economical for 39. And we realized that to make sure it's uh, profitable at 39, it has to be thousands of people. For example, like I made an example just now, Netflix, right? Mm. So it doesn't make sense if you have a thousand subscribers, you need millions of subscribers Mm. to create the content. So to me, we have to find a way to make sure that it is um, economical, profitable first, the system, then we can run. Because uh, we, in the beginning, we discounted the fact of logistics as well. So we had to deliver them. So that was the first model. You pay 39, we send a box, um, about 600 to 650 grams of vegetables, assorted vegetables to Mm -hmm. you. Yeah, currently we are focusing on helping our clients Mm. to have a constant supply of produce, which is uh, competitive, if not cheaper, to what they're doing, currently doing. Okay, so right now, are you working alone? You have partners? How does that work? Uh, It's three of us right now. Okay. So um, we have Amir, who is uh, working on the business development. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm working on the hardware, Mm. and our software engineer is Naria, currently in Spain. She'll she'll fly over as soon as uh, safer to fly. Okay, so there's two of you in Srao and one of you in Spain. Yeah. All right, so the software technology behind it. She works for Blizzard, if you've heard of it, the company that makes video games. Oh, okay. Starcraft, Warcraft. Okay, there you go. Not in that space at (laughs) all, but I've heard of Warcraft. Okay, now, have there been any interested parties uh, beyond Sarawak? Uh, yes, okay. uh, we, we we have been talking to two. In fact, we even talked to MDAC even. Mm. Yeah, so uh, they're interested party. Um, some of it even uh, asked us to um, spend some time and look into uh, growing marijuana just to make sure the door is open when it's finally legalized. Right. Yeah, so we are... We are looking into that, into that right With now. With approvals, obviously. Correct, you can correct. experiment in Thailand for now. I think the government is looking at experiment... Um, a sandbox in Perlis right now. Ah. Yeah, that was uh, my information last month. All right. Okay. So now over the course of whatever you're doing as well, you know, what have been some of the, the, the pivots that you've had to do? I mean, you mentioned some, but are there any more pivots you had to go through? I don't think so right now. We are on our fifth iteration. Mm. So, and that is the technical drawings that we submitted for industrial design. So mm-hmm. that should be the final one. And it's, we shrank the size from a kitchen cabinet mm. to a countertop about the size of a rice cooker. Right. Yeah. Is this something that will be, you know, I guess if you expand, do you need more staff? Is it labour intensive or not really? It's not labour intensive. The whole point for it is to be, you can just leave it there. Right. Yeah, we don't want it to even um, link it with any phone apps or anything mm. because um, we also target market the people like my parents. My parents hate when they have to link their phone Bluetooth. Okay, right? okay. Yeah, so what my, uh, I, I asked my mom, so if I'm going to make this for you, what do you want? He said, I just want to leave it there, mm. connect, plug it in, right. and I ju- anytime I want rosemary, I just go and cut. 
Okay. Yeah. I can relate to your mother completely. <laughs> yeah. So I except that she, I don't even she's cook. She's my guinea pig. <laughs> I don't even cook, so I don't even eat rosemary. Maybe on top of the Maggie Mee. Um, okay. So in terms of funding, are mm-hmm. you looking at more funding? Are you looking at investors? And, we, and to do what? I guess. Uh, we just need. Uh, we just uh, raised fund uh, earlier this year, mm-hmm. so to f- finalize the industrial design and everything. So right now, the next funding should be end of next year. Mm-hmm. Once we um, our client is okay, then we expand into. Um, we have a we have an interested party in Bintulu mm-hmm. to manufacture our first um, full scale. I think it's about eight shipping containers. So that would be. Um, in my calendar right now is about July next year, Q3. Okay, yeah. so that's a lot of uh, work to be done. Yeah. Right. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, uh, people always uh, come to me and ask me, so Agro is going to, you know, um, grow food in Malaysia. I, actually, this is what I really want to tell people. Mm. We started in Sarawak because we are in a very strategic position mm-hmm. because uh, electricity is very cheap, one of the cheapest in the world, 29 cents per kilowatt. Mm-hmm. You can't find that anywhere. <laughs> Uh, Ringgit, 29 cent, Ringgit. Malaysian cent. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Tell that to somebody in Beijing, okay. which is, I don't know how much. Uh, and then, second thing is, uh, a large portion of our energy comes from renewable. Mm. Debatable, but hydroelectric is mm. not fossil fuel. So we are in a very good position and we import all our food, our right. vegetables, right? right? So this is why we started in Sarawak. When people ask me, yeah, why are you making water? Water is everywhere in Sarawak. Mm. But um, look at it at a global scale. Mm. If we go to some places like Saudi Arabia, mm. yeah, that's where our value, I think, uh, would be um, appreciated. Right, we can make water, we can make nutrient. Places mm. where there's number one, there's no water. Number two, they import their food. It's mm. very hard to grow food, and finally, they want to get away from the addiction to fossil fuel. Right, and you know, you talk about water being uh, an issue, right? It yeah. is an access to. Water, fresh water, fresh water yes. is an issue, yes. right? So where you have this, you're now able to make basically grow vegetables out of thin air. Yeah. Right? That's the beauty of it, right? So just you have, add power. Just just add power. So then the other issue is just find power, but then, you know. Um, power is so much easier to find. Yeah, but once you've got your EV happening, all that, it all comes together, right? Yeah. So that's just building up to it. So all the best, uh, Kenneth. Thank um, you. I've been speaking with Kenneth Chai from AirGrow. I'm Frida Liu. You've been listening to Open for Business, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.